Welcome to the Profitable Pinterest Virtual Assistant Podcast, where you'll learn how to create a business that allows you to recapture your time and make a meaningful impact. I'm your host, Jenna, former educator turned freelancer, here to fill you with hope and give you real action steps to help you build a profitable virtual assistant business. from Emily Rose Marketing, and we are going to be chatting just kind of all about your journey in business. I love to share inspirational stories so that other women can see what kind of world is out there with working online as a virtual assistant and what possibilities there are, and just share inspirational stories and real life with the experiences that we've been through. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to share my story with you. 10 years ago, I started a blog and learned a lot about blogging, Pinterest, social media. I used to post crafts and recipes and all of that fun stuff. That's what kind of got me started was I learned, I self-taught myself a lot of those things. And then I ended up working for another blogger because she needed help. And that's how I learned about virtual assisting was I knew how to do the writing of blog posts. I knew how to do the social media. She needed help because her blog was obviously a lot bigger than mine. And I still work with that girl today. So that's, that's kind so of awesome. something. Yeah. So I started that in 2014 and I just really did it on the side. I started when I was pregnant with my first child and I knew I was working at the time, but I knew I wanted to find something that I could do at home during nap time. And like when she was, you know, doing her thing, I could still have something for myself. And so that's how it started. And then I had another baby and I continued to do just on the side for this one girl. And then uh, my, I ended up getting separated from my ex-husband now. And I knew I was like, I need to be able to do something to support myself. But my kids were still at a young age where I didn't really want to put them in daycare all the time. And they're just, my oldest was starting school. My youngest was still little. And so I decided I had to take this full time. And so I just started looking for more clients, trying different things. I hired a coach and I eventually took it full time. I was living with family at the time. I was able to, you know, go out, get my own place, support myself completely. And I feel like I work way less than I would if I had like a full-time job. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. That I see, this is what I love. That is such an amazing story of having your own business like this can be whatever you need it to be. But then the ability to go from just really having something for you, you know, bringing in some extra income to, okay, this has to change. That would have required a lot of you as a mom, you know, in this situation to then go find and, you know, like apply for and get hired for a full-time job while also taking you away from your children. So this opportunity has allowed you to stay present with your children and, you know, really be there for them even through a transition in life that would really turn lives upside down for a lot of women. And so that is, it, it went from one thing and then transitioned with you as life changed to be exactly what you needed. And like you said, the fact that you're not going to work as much as you would with like a full-time job and then have that flexibility. Yes. That is one of the things I love the most is the flexibility because I can be there for anything. If my kids need me for something like if they're sick even Mm -hmm. or whatever, I don't have to scramble to find someone to take them 
when they're sick or whatever that it's just yes. so nice to have that flexibility. And my kids do like a four day week. So they just go Monday through Thursday. Then I can work on those days when they're at school. And then I have Friday where I feel like I can be a fun mom and we can go do whatever we want and just enjoy that time together. Yes. I love that. That's so great. Um, I can remember when I was teaching and it was easier for my husband to take off work if a kid got sick and that broke my heart because I'm like, I'm their mom. I like, I want to be the one taking care yeah. of them. And it as a teacher to have to find a sub or split your kids among your coworkers, which was terrible. Yeah. And then just, you know, write sub plans if it ended up being get that call and then, you know, it's going to be like two or three days before you can send them back, you know, into childcare. Mm-hmm. Just the stress that came with missing work and all of the work that came with that and then using your sick days, I do feel like it takes away from that time to be a fun mom, Yeah, to be able to go and do things because you can't take off for having, you have to save all of your days for if you do have a sick kid. And so you can't go on the school field trips or you can't yeah. you know, take those days. And like, we're, you know, I'm homeschooling at this point. So like we did a little bit of school this morning. I did a little bit of work and then we had some other homeschool friends over and did like crafts and played with Barbies and dolls all day, you know, Mm -hmm. just that ability to be there for your family while also still being able to do the fun stuff is something that we haven't really talked a lot about in other conversations, but I feel like it's such a really good point because if that's important to you, this is a great opportunity to be able to really kind of have it all, which a lot of the world tries to tell us that we can't like as moms, you can't raise your kids and support your family. Whereas this is a way that Yeah, you actually can. It is. And what's interesting is I feel like some people, when I tell them about this, they feel like, oh, virtual assisting, there's nothing that I could do, but there are so many different applications for skills that you probably already have that you've learned in other jobs that you could apply to virtual assisting. And there's people who need that help Yeah, and they're just looking for the right person. Yeah. So how has it changed for you? Like what's been your business evolution? And then how have you kind of seen, you know, the industry change? Because I've been in almost October will be like six years. I've seen, you know, a lot happen in the online business world. So I'd love to get, you just have a little chat about that. And then just, like I said, how you, you started, you know, helping out just one person and like, what kind of things have you been doing and how have your services evolved as you, I think that's important to show the way that your business can shift and grow with you, even as far as like what you do in your business and how one thing can lead to another. Because when I started, I was doing general VA work of literally anything because I didn't have a clue what was going on. I was brand new at everything. And that's, then I started learning a little bit about Pinterest and, you know, loved it and ran with it. And it was, you know, a pivot and a change that I never even saw coming. So I started, you know, working with a blogger, like a creative blogger, and that was kind of what I knew. And then when I started increasing my client load, I started realizing there was this kind of this niche of small online businesses too, that were kind of in that creative sphere as well. So like I have one customer that's glitter, but it's really great because she sells craft glitter. I kind of have that experience with crafting and blogging and creative stuff. So I can help her with that 
portion of her business with adding blog posts, Pinterest content, emails. And it's so, what's so cool I find about just like the internet and in general is if you put in the work and you want to learn something, you can figure it out. Like you can learn how to do these different things and it might take some time and some effort, but you can learn these new skills. You don't need, like, that's, what's so awesome is you don't need a college degree for these things because they're changing so fast and changing so much that if you just keep on it and keep learning, you can continue to grow your skill sets and keep up with the changes. Whereas if you went and got a degree, it might be out of date before you even get out really of start using it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. First client was someone that you connected with when you knew that you really needed to light a fire under your business and get things going. How did you increase your client load? A lot of it was just like connections, making connections with certain people. That's how I got my first client because I had talked with a friend and she's was a virtual assistant for a blogger. And I was like, how did you do that? How did you find this? And then she kind of, you know, sent me some leads and that's how I got my first client. And the same thing, it's just that following up and talking to people, letting them know that you do that. That's how I found my next client. And she was really great because she had a small online business, but she also had like a group of friends who went through a course with her for their like Shopify businesses. And then, so then I got a few clients from her that way, just because everybody was looking for the same kind of help. So a lot of like word of mouth and just connecting with people, following up, getting recommendations. So that's another thing. If you work for someone, let them know that you're looking for more work. If they have friends in the same like area or get testimonials so that you can show those to people as well. There's just, I think a lot of it is just about connections. Yeah. Yeah. The the more people that know you, the Mm -hmm. more people they can send your way. And so, you know, and not being afraid to ask, not being afraid to ask for the testimonials, not being afraid to say, Hey, you know, I would love to help more people with stuff like this. If you hear of anybody that's looking for help, you know, please send them my way. And just, I think part of it is being humble enough to ask. Yeah. And then being brave enough to also ask because it, it's twofold. It's like, oh, like I don't want to ask for this is, you know, the being humble side. But then it, it does. It still takes some guts to, to put yourself out there and ask for that. And so it's just awesome that you were able to put yourself out there and, you know, obviously do amazing work to get those referrals to be able to build your business. So is that still primarily like what you would do to build your business now, having you know been in business for a while, is that still primarily how you get new clients? That is still a big thing, but there are, you know, there's tons of ways to get a lot of new leads and possible jobs. So I think finding what works best for you, you know, I spend a little bit of time in a lot of different areas. So some of it I spend on like social media and connecting with just different people that way and groups and messaging. Some of it is word of mouth. Like you were talking about being brave enough to let people know, even people that, you know, in real life, most of my clients are people that I haven't met in real life. Well, a few of them I have now, but it's just that getting to know, like letting people know what you have to offer, because you might have friends who are local that you could serve as well as a virtual assistant. So That's another good option. Just being, you got to be visible. You got to be visible everywhere. So, 
you know, letting people know, even if it, it's hard because sometimes it can feel like, Hey, look at me. And yeah, I'm not really a, Hey, look at me person, but you know, letting people know that that's what you're doing on Facebook, on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, whatever works for you, yeah. whatever platform you're connecting with people on is a lot of the times what I'll say, because now TikTok is huge. Okay. Well, if you're rocking TikTok, then that's mm-hmm. where you should be connecting with people. Yeah, exactly. And then some of the other things I do. So I do virtual assisting and I'm also doing coaching a little bit different in how I approach finding those different clients with the coaching. I've created a bunch of freebies is a great way and letting people know that I have these resources that they can use for free. And then that gets them on my email list. And then I have a way to contact them and let them know, you know, these are the things I'm offering. Here's maybe a special or a deal. This is what you get when you work with me. A lot of that kind of stuff too. So there's just, there's so many ways to find clients. Now you mentioned like having freebies and growing an email list. And that was on the coaching side of things. Now, especially when you were first getting started with your virtual assistant business, did you get the website and, you know, have freebies and get, grow the email list and do all of that? Like you're doing for your coaching side of business? No, when I first started, I just, Yeah. I didn't even realize that that would be like a good thing. I had like my blog still and I maybe put like a little tab on my blog, but no, not until like in the last couple of years when I really started taking it more full-time, then I did get a website and I did get all my socials. So that is a good thing. That is a good thing to do. You should do that when you first start so that you have all of those names and your presence and everything is secure. Um, But yeah, that is something that, yeah, I didn't real, like, I didn't really think about it when I was first starting. I was just like, oh, I got a client and I'm so excited. And that's kind of all I wanted at the time. So it was good then, but that's the great thing about it is you can take it. Like if you want just something really, really part-time or if you want something more full-time, like the option is up to you. You're the one that gets to decide, you know, how many clients you want, how much work you want to do, what you get to charge. So that's, that's the great thing about it is it could be a fit for a lot of different situations. And like, like with your story, it can grow and and shift with you as your needs do having done, you know, both with the coaching and having the website and all that. If there is a mom that's out there that, you know, we have limited time. I, my opinion is you don't need a website and any, hardly any of the tech stuff to get started and make good money. Like it's, it can become a time suck and it can also take a lot of your, your income to get these things Mm -hmm. started and going. And so would you agree that if you're first getting started, get yourself out there and find some clients before you start investing more heavily into other things like a website and things like that. In your experience, was that kind of true for you that it's good to have but not necessary, especially when you're first getting started and limited on, you know, your budget for things or your time to invest in it. You can get started without any of that stuff. It's nice to have, but yeah, you're, you're right. It is a time. Like if that's not something you're really tech savvy with like websites or whatever, for me, it was something I had done. So it was easy. Having the blog previously had experience. Yeah. But if you haven't, I wouldn't get like bogged down in getting all that stuff set up before you go. Like 
it's better to get something done than to have it perfect. And mm, just that was a hard lesson for me. Going. So if you can get someone signed, because if you put all that money and effort in, and then you decide you don't want to do it and it's not right for you, then you've wasted all those, that money, that time, the resources. So yeah, I think get started, make sure it's something you really want to do. Kind of, you got to figure out exactly what you want to offer as well. I talked to one girl and she's like, yeah, I'm just kind of offering this and this. I do some real estate. I do some general stuff. And it's really helpful if you can kind of narrow that down and figure out what exactly you want to offer. Like, are you going to do like a specific social media or serve a certain type of client, you know, find that niche and get that figured out before you start going all in on everything else that can add up in time and money. Yeah. And so I obviously, you know, teach that having some sort of specialty or having a niche or some sort of focus is helpful. And I come from it at the standpoint of having a specialized service, you can charge more for that with being an expert. But then even with specializing, even if it's not like a specific platform, but having a a set services, not all over the place, do you find that that makes it easier to get those referrals? Like we talked about, like with your clients being able to send more people to you because they know exactly what you're doing in their business for them and how it supports and helps them grow. Yes. Yes. I would agree. I think that it helps a lot instead of just being, and like, I have some flexibility then you can have flexibility. So I think that's, what's nice is you can kind of, you know, have a little bit of the best of both worlds. Like here are the things I offer and we can kind of customize from there, but instead of just saying, I can do whatever you need, that's like really open and it can be overwhelming for a potential client to know, I don't know what I need because you, you do like this hundred different things, what's the most important and where can you help me the best? Definitely cutting the overwhelm for potential clients is critical because if they're already overwhelmed with their task load, and then you add more to their plate with trying to hire help to get tasks off of their plate, it will make their head spin. And they typically will just say, you know, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because this feels like more. And so I do, I think you're right with having some flexibility to customize things, but then also just not having a service list that the way that I describe it is it looks like the menu at the Cheesecake Factory, because (laughs) while it may be great, it's extremely overwhelming. That's a great analogy for this. Oh my gosh. Yes. I've started using that one a couple of years ago and it, it's just stuck. And I think it's, it's really accurate because it's, they're all great things, mm-hmm. but I can't make a decision because there are way too many choices and I don't know, yeah. you know what's going to, what I really want that day because it's too much. Yeah. And I think that that kind of shows like your expertise when you can say, this is what will help you the most. And being kind of like leading that client to this is what will help you the most because you can show you like your authority and that you know what you're talking about versus just like, here's an a la carte cheesecake menu, pick what sounds good to you. Yes. I think that that you brought up something really important is showing up as an authority and as the expert instead of, I think it changes the role when you show up as the expert and find out what they need and then develop something for their specific needs instead of here's everything that I can do. Let me know what you need help with. It's a little more passive 
It doesn't invoke feelings of a lot of confidence in the work that you can do and in having you know any sort of expertise. Whereas if you show up as that authority, tell me what you're looking for, tell me what your goals are. And then you saying, okay, like this is what it's going to be best to get you where you want to be. Those are going to be totally different working relationships. And really it's going to be a different price point for services as well, because yeah. you're, you're putting together, it's almost getting like a strategy piece in place of what's going to be most impactful for their business versus what do they just want to hand over? Very, very different ways of communicating that will change your business. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. So much good conversation. I've loved you sharing your story. So any words of encouragement or advice for, you know, women who maybe have just started listening to this podcast and didn't know that being a virtual assistant was even a thing, kind of like me about six years ago, where I was like, this is, this is crazy. I didn't even know this existed. What advice would you want to leave women that are just really starting to look into this as an option for them? that they can do it. Like if you really want to make this work, you can make it work and you probably have skills that you haven't even considered using as a virtual assistant that you could offer someone who would be so grateful and happy to have you working with them and helping them out and making their life a lot less stressful. So just stick with it. Keep going. If you need help, get help. There are so many great coaches, there's resources. Don't be afraid to ask for help and keep going. You got this. Absolutely. That's so good. That's so good. And I love that you were able to come on today and share your story and really just showcase what you can do as a virtual assistant and just the flexibility that you have and what you've been able to do with life changes. And, you know, a lot of women would be in a very different situation and your tenacity to, you know, push through and make this work for you and allow you to be there for your kids. It's just, it's really, really inspiring. And I'm so glad that we were able to talk through that. And I look forward to having you on again in the future and continuing to chat some more about, you know, really just inspiring virtual assistants and all of the amazing advice that you have to offer. Thank you so much, Jenna. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Profitable Pinterest Virtual Assistant Podcast. Be sure to follow the show and leave a rating and review as I love to hear from you. You can find all the details about everything mentioned in today's episode at jennaliot.com slash podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in.